live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You know what I'm saying? Change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. Boom! Shalak, lock, boom. Another episode for the archives of the Conspiracy Farm. Jeffrey Wilson coming to you live and direct and always riding shotgun with my homeboy, partner in crime, eater of worlds, Pat Milicic's champion. This night, how fare you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We have been at breakneck speed since the coronavirus lockdown has happened and Oh, uh, we're not stopping. We're not slowing down. We've got a great guest again. And I, dude, I don't know if people can tell, but I am worn out. We are getting beat up, brother, because uh, we are getting information coming at us at light speed, and our brains are trying to keep up. <laughs> I tell somebody, man, people, like, we get messages all the time, and I was just like, seriously, it's amazing how busy you can be while on freaking lockdown, dude. Between like planning for shows and, and prepping and trying to reach out, et cetera, et cetera. And um, sitting around doing nothing, it can be exhausting. But um, I'm super, super thankful, obviously, obviously for your presence, champion. And tonight, man, a friend, uh, this guy, I, I actually did a swap cast with him not too long ago on um, Ricky Verandes's Ripple Effect. And he is the author of The Octopus of Global Control. Uh, he's a podcaster, author, obviously. Charlie Robinson is joining us tonight. Charlie, how are we doing? We're doing good. We're, 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 every day is Groundhog Day plus Terminator times a million. <laughs> yes. That's it. It's such I mean, a it's great way to the put weirdest, it. I think that we're going to look back on this time as, I mean, it, clearly there's going to be sociological studies done on, on what we're experiencing right now. It's so fascinating. I mean, it's crazy and awful and all those things, but it is also just a really interesting time to be alive i just got back from the grocery store everybody's wearing masks i mean everybody i'm in denver everybody's got a mask on it's um it's everyone is 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 on board with this i'm not but everyone else apparently is i feel like the lone maniac walking through a grocery store why do you not why do you not care about people why do you want people to die charlie i know i know imagine the lines for the vaccines while wearing a mask. Oh, it's going to be something. <laughs> I want to take, I'm going to go, I'm going to go take pictures of that shit. Well, just post it that. online. Go, look at you. Just look at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just Picture. look the pitifulness of yourself. But let me ask you, man. I mean, obviously, we've, you know, we talked a little bit a few weeks ago. We kind of broke it down. I suggest everybody go to Ricky Veranda's uh, swap cast with uh, myself, Charlie. I forget the other gentleman's name. Robbie Martin. Robbie uh, Martin. Robbie Martin. Thank you. And we had a great conversation as this was kicking off. And I'm glad we're able to do this again so we can kind of see where we are six weeks so down the line. Um, You know, six weeks ago, we were kind of dealing with their numbers, their model numbers, and everything was being locked down, et cetera. The, The economy was continuing to implode. And here we are a little bit more down the line. People are starting to sniff it out that it's not quite in, quite making sense. You know, that doesn't change the fact that businesses are imploding. Um, small businesses have been there for however long. They're no longer going to be there. What do you think, man? What's what's going on six weeks down the line from our last conversation? And um, just how do you see it all playing out right now, my friend? I'm stunned by the compliance 
of yes. the typical American. Uh, I know there's a lot of dissent. Like if, you know, the people that I follow on Twitter and things like that, it's it sort of skews things a little bit because if I just go by what they're doing, it's it looks like there's a lot of people rising up and standing up and, you know, and protesting in Huntington Beach or in Michigan or wherever. But really, the vast majority of people are falling right into line with this. Yeah. And it's terrifying to me because um, I know people are making these comparisons to, you know, World War Two and the run up to this and everything. And, and I used to always think like a lot of people thought, you know, like if you were a Jewish person living in Poland in 1939, you, you know, you watch these documentaries and you go, God, why don't you just get up and leave? Can't you see the writings on the wall? Yeah. And God, yet here point. I am yeah. going through something. It's, obviously, it's not this. I'm not trying to equate it to being a Jew in Poland in 1939. Exactly. But 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 here it's, I it's, am. it's approaching it. It's it is approaching it. It's going it's got that trajectory to it. Yeah, well, and, and again, seeing that seeing the writing on the wall, especially being able to see the historical perspective and the patterns that we have the value of of being able to uh, pull from that those guys maybe didn't. But again, we always talk about people just don't realize how bad it can get. And so that kind of limited understanding, plus not knowing your freaking just basic history, it's getting dangerous, man. Because like you said, and I've even posted something about we become these like trained seals. It's just, you know, even though they say the masks are doing nothing, the, 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 the virus, if the virus is real, and we can get into that conversation, but if the virus is real, they're smaller than the pores on the masks. So all these guys are fashioning these American flag masks and selling them online. It's, it's fucking gross. And it, it, it does belie that larger conversation of like, wow, you guys would just fall for anything. Hook, line, and sinker. Even when the government says it, it means nothing. It's useless. I think it's a litmus test it to is. see how trained and controllable we are, to see who's going to do it. I think it also might be a test run for facial recognition as well in some parts where if you've got the mask on, you're obviously not going to be a problem to the establishment. You're falling in line. Those people that don't have masks on, like me, that's wa- the war walking around, you've just I've just outed myself as somebody that is unwilling uh, to go along with the plan, and that might be to my detriment later yeah. that I find out that this has all been sort of categor- cataloged yes. over time, you know? Oh, we so, know it has been digitally, right? Yeah. Dude, I just heard today, someone just sent me a message today about restaurants opening here in Missouri. Soap dispensers are voice activated. Oh, jeez. So not only do they have your face, that you know, they're already listening to us. You know, hey, do you give us permission to listen to you on your phone or activate your mic and your camera to get this app? We click yes. So they're already listening to us. And then now at certain soap dispensers, they're listening to us. <laughs> it's insane. Well, I it's mean, that full just on insane. That, that just prompted a, um, a crazy rush to knock every soap dispenser off the wall. Thank yeah. you, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, now now you're soap, you know, Alex Jones, you know, whatever. We could talk about Alex Jones, but you know, when he was saying so many years ago your appliances are listening to you, of course they're not audibly listening to you, but through the the consumption and through the metrics, you know, digital metrics, they're able to extrapolate your level of consumption in your home, whether it's your dishwasher or whatever. And then now through voice recognition in addition to facial recognition, they're not able to hear the stuff you do in your home, and now apparently <laughs> how you access soap at a restaurant. And what are your yeah, thoughts well, on that, man? This larger, you know, man, I know we're, we might be jumping the gun. We might as well just jump into it. This is this is this technocracy that we've all heard about, whether it's Agenda 21, all of it. Chips, the re- removal of cash, social credit, the Internet of Things. Bro, 
I thought, I know Matt's telling me the truth, but when he called me one night and was like, look in your freaking sky, there was a train of lights going across in Baton Rouge, Iowa. And we wound up having a guy on Ray Yee, shout out to Ray Yee, a few nights later. He saw it in New Mexico. And apparently it's been going on for a long time, but this is that apparatus that they're setting up, bro. This smart grid, this internet of things, this technocracy, which is about to just blow all of our doors off and make it look like, like, wow, the world we were living. God, remember that? It's got, it's, we're not even going to recognize it here in a minute. Robot doctors, doctors that roll out on these, you know, automated things that look like the, 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 the bomb squad rolls them out, but it's got a, an iPad mounted on the front and then it's some live stream from some doctor who's going to come over and say, Hey, I want to check your site. Get the fuck out of here with that stuff. I'm not doing that. I'm not participating in that. It's crazy. And we are, we are, we, you know, we in the United States look at China and go, no, thank you. I'm not interested in that social credit system or any of that stuff. But the people in that are running AI uh, companies and conglomerates in, in the United States are looking at China going, Oh yeah, that's exactly what we want. That's the blueprint. If we could do that, if we could, export that technology here, then all of these other things that we want to do would become um, feasible. You know, if we if we can have people, the social credit component of this is really alarming. Now, it's already yeah. it's already rolled out in, in China and in in Shenzhen, they have facial recognition cameras everywhere there. That's one of the test cities there. So if you are if you get on a train there and you're smoking and it's and you're not supposed to be smoking on the train. The facial recognition cameras will map your face, figure out who you are, tie it to the cell phone that you have in your pocket, fine you, and deduct the fine from the, a QR code that is like kind of like a like a having like a PayPal account. Yeah. Everyone in China is big into this uh, QR code type of system. By the time you get off that train, wherever you're going, you walk around the corner, you've already you get a, a text message that says you've been <laughs> fined. You've yes. been you've been caught doing this. You've been fined, and it's already been deducted from your account. And then your social credit score goes down a couple of points, which might not seem like much, but the problem is they tie that into everything else. And if your score gets too low, then that train that you just got off of, you can't get on anymore. Yeah. So they may, and and if somebody in your family or friends that has a high <laughs> social credit score starts talking to you via email or phone or whatever their score goes down for associating with you well and they slid it in they slid it in in america already you know in the driver's license situation where you get points off your license and eventually can lose your license right so that that was how that was a soft approach to sliding it in gently right a little extra even even old old freaking william gates man nothing's gonna be the same unless we all get vaccinated and that just belies clearly what they're gonna try to not you can't come into this crowd of people unless we know you're not infected or you haven't been infected so it's like they're going to start doing that mark not just just the mark but like pat was saying to alluding to the gold star on the license there's going to be have to be some tag some measure of of representation like oh no no i've I've been vaccinated which is just in in 2020 it's absolutely insane i'm not looking forward to where this is going you see um you know, you see that see China as the test market. You start to see um, the writing on the wall. You start to see these things being implemented. But the most uh, dangerous component of it all is that the vast majority of people will beg for it. 
They yes. won't even understand the sort of negative implications of it. They won't see any of that. It'll Help me with that. Help me with that, bro. Because we we posted about Aldous Huxley saying this in the 50s and 60s. Of, they're going to set up the mechanism where people are going to enjoy their slavery. They're going to ask yeah. for it. They're going to beg for it. Tell me, what are your thoughts on that, man? What It'll be tied. It'll be sold as a benefit. It'll be tied to things that you need to do. Like, as an example, your, um, you know, banking, jobs. You know, we already know right now that if you're going to apply for a job with some corporation, uh, that they will probably dig into your social media history and take a look at that and see what sort of person you are. See, you know, see if you're doing things that are really jerky. And and that's actually Hmm. probably not too invasive because you put it out there to the public and, and I think people can accept that. But but like, but like a Kevin Ram- Hart not being able to host the Oscars because something he might have said sideways five years earlier yes. on Twitter. Like that's that the- that's 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 where I was going with this. Is yeah, that, I'm sorry. So I get banned from fa- I mean I get put in Facebook jail three times last year, last summer. All three times were retro I mean it was they went through and found a post from twenty seventeen and banned me in 2019. Now, That's the crazy. posts that I put up weren't offensive. They were all about a particular school in Connecticut, if you know what I mean, which yeah. I don't won't say because sure, it'll sure. probably get you flagged. <laughs> sure. uh, but but they banned me for that, and um, it was so it was something that I had said retro, you know, years ago that wasn't against any sort of terms of service then, but is now. And then they retroactively go back and dig through your past. It reminds me of what Edward Snowden was saying back when he came out with all of his revelations in 2014. He said, it's not even so much that you do anything wrong now. It's just that if they decide they want to get you for something and they have Hmm. access to all of your information, it's just a matter of them going back through your past and looking for something to pin on you and then taking you down for that. And we we're starting to hear about predictive Program. I mean, we're starting to hear about um, uh, uh, pre-crime and things like that. And you're like, oh, that's crazy. That's Minority Report stuff. That's never going to happen. No, they're talking about doing that right now. Yeah, in some a- cases, attorney attorney William Barr. He's already introduced. It's called yes, Deep. He is. Um, I, I forget what the acronym acronym actually means, but it's called Deep. Uh, Whitney Webb was talking about it when we had her on. But yeah, that the whole pre-crime, the red flags. I mean, the red flag laws, it's it's absolutely insane. Something you might have yeah, said on the online a few years ago means you can't, they're going to come confiscate your guns. I can tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be problematic. Yeah. I had Whitney Webb on my show, Macroaggressions, a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about the same thing. It's terrifying. And it sounds, you sound like an unhinged conspiracy theorist when you start talking about this stuff except that you can go back you can actually show people where this is happening where where it's being implemented so well, even the, even the predictive opera. programming standpoint of a demolition man like i'm saying the movies that they've given us to show that this was coming whether it's fuck even blade runner bro i mean i get people with their you know philip k dick i don't mean to knock them and their their ability to kind of prognosticate what's going to happen in the world but it's almost like too on point right like like you're aldous huxley talking about this in freaking the 60s about the technocracy, which they already had developed. I'm always of the mind, dude. When they gave us Atari, they had Sony already. They just kind of slowly rolled it out. So, I don't know. Well, it reminds me of Aaron Russo talking in yes. his movie Freedom to Fascism, talking about his conversations with Nick Rockefeller. Well, what's the goal? Well, the goal is to get everybody chipped. Everyone, please go look at that interview. It was, uh, like you just said, uh, Mr. Russo, Aaron Russo, who RIP died of cancer, talking about his frequent conversations with one of the Rockefellers. And this was, God, this was even, he said, before 9-11. 
And he said the very thing you just said, how they're just pretty much going to tag and bag everybody. Yeah. And so now, you know, when you hear that the first time around, it's pretty easy to dismiss it as being, you know, well, maybe, maybe not. But with the benefit of hindsight now, you start to look back on these on these people that were talking about this stuff 20 years ago, whether it be Alex Jones or David Icke or Aaron Russo or whoever. And you start to go, hey, maybe we should start giving these guys a little bit more credit for being right about this stuff because they were talking about it a long time ago. We dismissed them as being, you know, wackos. But but not us, but of course, but but a lot of people did. And now we're <laughs> well, starting to see the very things they were talking about play out. And it's like, you know, I know I, I know David and my show is actually feature is on David Icke's iconic uh, network as well. As yeah, abso- absolutely. I forgot to mention it. I apologize. You do work, yeah, you know? dude, you do work with Mr. Ike. That's fantastic. I yeah. forgot that I didn't. Hey, not to interrupt, not to interrupt. But Jeff, I just wanted to ask you, where is your phone? Uh, it's on the other side of the room. It's called me 52 times during this broadcast so far. I didn't want to interrupt. And I'll tell you one that's going to call me in here pretty soon. Maybe it's being held hostage. I'll take screenshots. Oh, it's calling me right now. You want me to answer? Hold on. My phone. Your phone. I'm answering right now. Trying to put it on speakerphone. I'm not calling you, bro. Hello? Wow. Go pick up your phone, bro. It's not ringing. I'd love to pick it up, but it's not ringing. I'm looking at it. Joe, I answered it. Oh, it just hung up on me. All right. Well, that's no good. Anyway, back to the adventures. (laughs) Seriously. Sorry to save that space, save that spot. So that was the 53rd time it called during this broadcast. And now now the Skype's fucking up. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I have an I have an agent friend, and he could call me from would come up and I how you doing buddy and he go no this is this is Bob I go what nah, I just mess up okay and hang up and then I get an email from somebody else um, and I write hey man good to see you ah yeah this is actually Bob just mess with you. Like, oh, so whoa, you didn't bro, call me fifty three times, or I didn't call you fifty three times? You just—it could have been somebody else. I don't know. But you did get called fifty three times by me while I'm talking to you. I'll send it to your phone. Okay, you don't have to yes. do that. All right, Charlie, continue, my friend. That we need to investigate. Right, Clearly, that's fucked up. That's insane. Um, <laughs> do you remember where you were at, Charlie? I apologize. Well, now I'm starting to freak out because I was. Yeah. Uh, I remember talking to Mel Fabregas about this, and he said, oh, anytime you start to mention, we were talking about Skype acting weird and things like that. Anytime you start to mention our little, our our favorite country, our ally in the Middle East, yeah. uh, if you start to talk about them in any way, you'll start to see your your Skype go down, because we got on that conversation, and it crashed our Skype twice, and I was like, oh, that's Well, this, the Skype's been a little bit more friendlier tonight than it has been in the last week or so, but the fact that Pat's saying I've called him, 50 sometimes in the time that I'm sitting here talking to him on Skype. Clearly that's not me calling you. <laughs> so they're just sending they're just sending the message. Are you on your phone right you you said it's on the other side of the room. So yeah, I'm not on my phone. Up. My phone, right. I, I'll turn it off even. This is funny. Yeah, and I don't mean to interrupt. Sorry, Charlie. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. It's I mean, I couldn't ignore it anymore. No, I I know. No. I know. 50 is a lot, you know. I love you, Pat, and I love seeing the uh 
the picks that we exchanged throughout the night together. But uh, let's, you know. <laughs> Charlie, talk to me, Goose. Where are we going, man? I mean, how this summer, what, what are we looking at? I, I, I'm seeing, and honestly, we've heard, actually, I don't even want to go there necessarily, but what, what are you seeing, bro? What are you seeing playing out? How is this playing out? Money's going to be well, running this- out soon. Unemployment's done here in uh, June or July. And the food is just starting to shorten up. Like, what's what are we seeing? That's one of the concerns that I have. Actually, if I if I was going to rank these in terms of what I what I'm terrified of coming down the, the the pipeline is well, obviously massive unemployment. We know about that. We're seeing statistics showing 30, 33 million people um, out of work. Of course, anytime I see the number thirty three in the media, I'm always a little bit skeptical or whatever. You know, it seems like they're sending coded language or whatever but but I'm I'm really concerned about the food shortage because we're we get we're getting a little bit of that dripped out to us every yes, day Wendy's yes. now might consider not having as you know hamburgers on the menu well you I mean you're that, talking Tyson Foods I mean you're talking some major yeah. meat suppliers shutting down and they're destroying or asking farmers to freaking you know kill their animals like it they're not just teasing it it's pretty apparent what's about to fucking come down yeah we have we have major problems with supply chain just in general. We are very dependent on this just-in-time delivery service that we've set up. And so if there's any sort of problem in the supply chain, it affects everybody. And when you have this many problems, I mean, luckily we still have the trucking happening, but but who's to say that this isn't going to be, you know, isn't going to come around again? My question that, you know, when I hear these people on, on TV talking about things that are coming you know, they say this is coming um most of the time i don't give them much credit because i i don't know who they are but when bill gates says a second wave is coming and it will be a bioweapon i tend to think that maybe he knows hmm. something we don't know well even when fauci however many years ago yes. uh, before uh, trump came in was like no he's going to get hit with a freaking unexpected coronavirus or whatever he said it's like wow how did, yeah. do you know that and then yeah, everyone please go back and see fauci's record but yeah this is yeah. um this didn't just come out of nowhere this did not just no, come no, out of nowhere it's not accidental um it's not some coincidence it's not some random event now we've we we know about the drills that were run um in the the summer of 2001 um Whitney Webb wrote a great, great article about that dark yeah. winter dark, yeah. that simulated um, anthrax, a, a smallpox attack that oh. would also co- uh, coincide with an anthrax uh, letters being sent out to everyone. And then three months later, all these anthrax letters go out. Then you have 9-11 where you have 40 plus drills happening at the same time. And then an event simulating, you know, happens that was like the very thing they were simulating. 7-7 bombing. <laughs> Peter yeah. Power on radio on BBC Five talking yes. about how they were had planned all night for this simulation that were they were running of two tube stations uh, being hit by terrorist bombs that go off and then while they were running the simulation the exact same thing happened at the exact same place yes. the exact same way that they had run simulation at what point and then you have event two hundred one yeah in October well, and then of and of course you know the pandemic or I'm sorry pandemic documentary series that was on Netflix yep. as this all plays out I mean. So how many drills going live do we have to have before we wake up to the reality that somebody is screwing with us here? Yeah, that these things are not accidental and they're not they're not organic. They're pre-planned. You've got 
you've got, uh, and I'm not even just talking about the the people in Congress getting tipped off by the CDC a couple weeks in advance and selling all their stock. I mean, obviously that's that's alarming and everything. But I'm talking about, you know, event 201. I'm talking about crimson contagion. These these drills that they run that they simulate these things that wind up happening exactly the way the drill, uh, you know, said that they would happen. Yeah, we've got we we can't ignore these things. Well, it's like Billy Carson said when he was on with us. Basically, what we are to the elites is an ant farm. They, they, they'll you know throw something in there once in a while, see if we get fatter. Throw something in there, see if we get sick. Throw something in there, <laughs> scare the hell out of us. Play some hardcore, you know. Uh, send in some some funky vibrations, see if we lose our minds. You know, just it's constant manipulation. And that's almost like I said, the social engineers were just ones and zeros, zeros to them anymore. We're, I mean, we're, it used to be kind of just consumers, but now, you know, data literally is the new oil. They're extrapolating information on every single thing we do. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, and, and it used to be, I have an advert, I have a marketing degree. So I'm fascinated by how you collect data and how you do all that you know, the science behind figuring out how to sell somebody something. And then you have Facebook come along. And I've heard uh, many business owners that I talk to that describe Facebook as the perfect advertising platform because they have so much information about you and they can shape their ads and target them down to such a specific niche that that it, it just seems like these ads are designed for you. Because in part they are. So what is the next evolution of this? Where are we going with this Internet of Things, the 5G technology that's connecting everything, self-driving cars, hmm. your your refrigerator talking to your laptop telling you yes. that you're out, you're low on eggs, yes. and adding that yes. to your shopping list and things like that. That has value. That has value to the uh, companies that have this data. And that data will help them to shape their business model but it will also be yet another a la carte item that they can sell to other people. So anything that anybody that's collecting data on you, Google and Facebook and Twitter and all these, all these places, your, your uh, grocery store, when you swipe your preferred partner card, that's going to feed into a bigger system that AI will run. And then it won't be long before your, your healthcare insurance Yes. will have access to your grocery store receipts to see if you're buying ding-dongs and ho-hos, and if you are, your premium's going to go well, up. And even, even your car insurance, those uh, the little things that you, whatever you put in your car, they, yes. they see how you stop short or you sped, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Dude, tell me, tell me this did not start, I mean, I think it was 1933, the Social Security Administration or Social Security, whatever, was enacted. And they've literally been monitoring us from that. Like, you can't get a job or do a lot of things with just that that particular kind of barcode, for lack of a better term, number. And then we get into credit cards and our consumer habits. Like you were saying, like, everything is bought, you know, very, very seldom. It's just like anonymous uh, cash transactions anymore. This has been going on for a very long time. They've been reading us for a very hot minute. Yeah, and and they're taking it to a next level, too, with, you know, we've read these stories. Facebook is working on like mind control uh, devices, trying to figure out how your brain works. And that sounds preposterous on the surface, but just remember how these DARPA connected, uh, you know, organizations, you know, how many decades ahead they are from where we are, you know, the sort of technology that currently exists in some bunker or some 
dumb somewhere or you know or or maybe even at the DARPA facility what is, what is it dumb what is it dumb let, let everybody know what is it dumb oh deep underground military base um so the, you know that where they're working with this what could best be just described as alien technology i'm not saying it came from aliens but it's so far ahead that it's that that we wouldn't even recognize it really that they're using all these things they've been working on this for a long time who knows if they've got you know when you hear facebook talk about working on mind control type stuff it's easy to dismiss it but but we also have to remember that these people have have an inside track on a lot of technology that we don't have you've got uh, venture capital companies and companies like InQtel, which is the venture capital arm of the CIA, funding a ton of AI companies out there. And what is that for? What are they doing? They're, it's all at its core. It's all about monitoring us, controlling us, making sure that the slaves don't rise up to to attack the master and, you know, and, and burn down the, you know, the house, so to speak. Be- so, Bezos with his cloud uh, contract with the CIA. Yeah, dangerous, very dangerous. And you go, oh, well, that's just Amazon. That's just a guy. He likes to take pictures of his dick and send it to people. No, no, no. He's a very (laughs) dangerous human being. And he is, you know, something fascinating happens with all of these guys, be it Carnegie and Rockefeller or Bill Gates and, and Bezos. You get to a point where you've got more money than you can ever spend. You've got everything you will ever need. And then you start to say, well, I want to shape society into a way that meshes with my worldview. Right. So if you're a Carnegie's and Rockefeller's, you say, well, we, we're in the industrial age and we have all these factories. So let's get involved in the school system. Let's make the schools. Let's put the desks in single file line. Let's, put, let's make it so that the bell rings when the class is over or when school's over so that we train these kids and get them ready for life after the school into the factory, which will resemble the school. So these guys want to shape schooling and society that way. And now you've got Bill Gates doing the same thing with Common Core. Why is he doing that? Well, he's doing that to shape the next generation of kids. You obviously can go back to the uh, Adolf Hitler quote of, you know, if give me control of the tech, nation's textbooks and I'll control, you know, the country, you know, because you, you know you've got you just need an extra generation of time before you've you've got control of everything. So we've got we're 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 letting these maniacs like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and all these people get off of their core function, which was computing or marketplaces or whatever it was they're doing, and now they're into something totally different, which is social engineering. And there is no doubt. That Bill Gates is interested in engineering society. I know you guys know this. I've listened to some of your other podcasts where you talk about, you know, who William Gates Sr. is. He, you know, running Planned Parenthood, and this is a massive eugenics operation. And so is it is it really that difficult to extrapolate that maybe his son is into the same things as well? Right. Yeah. That these that these people, you know, would hmm, 1932, let's 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 tell all the black men. That we're going to give them uh, vaccinations so that they're impervious to diseases, but we're actually going to give them syphilis and study them. Yeah, and that they did that for forty years, from yeah. 1932 to 1972, and Americans fucking trust these people. And I sit there and go, "What planet am I on? At what point does a fifty-year-old uh, guy who got punched in the head for a living comprehend this, and the rest of you executives <laughs> and fucking doctors and, and attorneys just walk around with your freaking uh, head head up your ass? It, do, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, let's also remember that Johns Hopkins uh, Health Center 
that is held out as this beacon of 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 trust and humanity and they're going to help us guide us through this whole pandemic thing yeah they were involved in the uh the infecting of the guatemalans back in the 50s too where they right. where they ran those tests and infected them as well and then failed to give them uh penicillin to cure them so they studied them so johns hopkins is a very dangerous place as well and i think a lot of people i mean i hope a lot of people are waking up to the fact that harvard MIT, Yale, Johns Hopkins, Stanford, these these institutions of higher learning are like incubators for yeah. some of the most dangerous thinking and some of yeah. the most dangerous people in the that are running this world. Now we always say, "Oh, it's so hard to get in there. You got to be really smart." And that's true. That's but there's another want. component to it too where you, they take some of these people and they shape them for a life in this public public realm where they're you know dictating policy and some of these people come from a very dark uh, family lines that do not want the same thing that we want so so we we have to be careful when you talked about Johns Hopkins or the World Health Organization oh well it's it's World Health Organization I mean they're helping our yeah. health around the world like no 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 it's eugenics <laughs> baby it's eugenics you you got it you go so who are these people before we shut down the world over, over a virus that may or may not be there, who's telling us what to do? Who's telling us to do that? Let's check them first. You know, obviously <laughs> we know the government isn't to be trusted, but who's Fauci? Who's, who's Tedros? Who's Bill Gates, really? Who's the, you know, who's the World Health Organization? Who are they really? Are they the same organization that in 2014 got busted putting sterilants in the tetanus vaccine that they were handing out in Kenya that, that sterilized a million people, a million women? And then they yeah. denied it, of course. But then they later admitted it and confessed that they had been doing it for 10 years. Is this who we're going to tie all of our all of our decision making to? Well, and this, this honestly, I, mean, I was just having this conversation with a friend the other night. I've just me personally, man, as a young kid who got the, the JFK thing marinated in my brain very early on. I technically had a problem with authority. Like I got in a fight with a substitute teach. I mean, I just I, whatever. And it's just I think most people, God love them. They're just, you know. Trained to kind of respect authority. Well, I'm not a virologist or epidemiologist. If they're saying it, it must be legit. Not kind of understanding the possibility of this larger kind of nefarious things that were going on. And that's I mean, it, it, the numbers just aren't adding up and people just aren't making it click for themselves. Because I think they're just, again, such a slave to authority and such a slave to whatever the official narrative is. It's like any kind of questioning of it, especially on something like this. Like, why are you wearing a mask? The fucking virus is way smaller than the pores on the mask, but you've been told that this is what you need to do. It just doesn't make sense. But again, it's it's people's slave to authority of sorts. It's 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 social control in a way that it it's it's fascinating because the mask situation has is sort of twofold. Where you you some people will say I'm wearing the mask to protect myself. Other people will say I'm wearing the mask to protect society. And that's a very slippery slope there, because when you start doing things to potentially protect society, I mean, you, you're no longer making your own decisions. You're, you're now going along In, with the herd. Either and, way, the function of that is fear. I'm wearing the mask course. so I don't get it or I'm wearing the mask so I don't give it to other people. Yeah. And again, that at the basis of this, it's like it's erroneous. You're not going to do shit if you don't wear the fucking mask, but you're definitely going to uh, labor your uh, your respiratory system and and do all these things wearing a mask that you know i'm sorry yeah 
it's crazy. The mask thing freaks me out because when I see people out there and they look at me, Craig, I don't have it, and I'm just walking next to them, invading their six feet, distancing. Like the people, the the glares you get are like they want to fuck you up. And I'm like, hey man, if you're feeling froggy, jump. But I'm just not a slave like that. Yeah, it's it's uh, societal peer pressure and censorship from each other. It's really, it, it, you know, conditioning the toilet paper thing. Like, where did that come from? It's 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 genius, actually. It's it's evil genius. We we talked about this. Um, I know you guys. You probably talked to James Corbett about it. I, I had him on the show, and then I did his. I was in his old his medical martial law twenty twenty documentary. We we talked about how the best form of martial law would not necessarily, you know, would not be to put tanks on every street corner and overtly control people through martial law that way. Really the best way to do it would be medical martial law where you convince everybody to keep themselves in their house. You don't have to do it at gunpoint. You've got people that are actively volunteering for it before it was made mandatory, but, but people like, you know, just, to be safe, like I'd rather be safe than sorry, or I don't want to infect my neighbors, or I don't want my kids to go out and get it. And everybody is in their own home, and then they police each other. That's the this is yeah. the world of Karens out there, right? Where you're just <laughs> ratting out your neighbor. Karens. And there's it is, snitch it lines, is dude. Very, there are snitch lines. It's snitch lines. There's snitch lines. It's crazy, but it's 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 a great system that they've developed because this is how you have very few people control massive amounts of people you get them to a control themselves and then you get them to work on each other i remember when janet napolitano had this this campaign this if you see something say something for dhs and it's like oh you mean you mean like like julian assange did you mean like that kind of see something say no thanks you know i'll pass on that i'm not going to be a rat you know but it but we're what it's exposing is a lot of people that um you know are or have no problem partnering up with authority to carry out some, you know, what what appears on the surface early on to just be, um, you know, I'm just calling out on my neighbors, yeah. you know, in the, in the name of safety. But really, I think it's more than that. I think there's something, I think the social engineers at the Tavistock Institute have definitely role-played mm. stuff like this. They know how people are going to react. And Americans are very bad decision makers when they are fearful and most of America is fearful right now. Well, I, I think, think I did, and well, angry. and this, this doesn't, and again, man, this isn't just a American thing, a North American no. thing. This is global. And so human beings, like you just mentioned, react a certain way to fear. And these engineers of our society have mastered the art of fear-based con- conditioning. So they know exactly, like you said, how we're going to react um, which again, to the point we're in 2020 and there are snitch lines. If you would have said that like two months ago, most people would have been like, are you fucking kidding me? What have you been watching too much, uh, world war two in color on Netflix or some shit. But I mean, yes, I have. It, 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 it's so dope, <laughs> dude. It, I swear to God, ladies and gentlemen, world war two in color on Netflix or just any of that kind of footage. It's absolutely awesome. amazing, especially as a history geek. But, um, Yeah. In in 2020, this is where we're at, and it. And what are your thoughts on how such a short period of time we've been able to flip that switch from God? We had fucking football. We were about to go into March Madness. We were about to go into NASCAR. We were about to go into straight Americana, even though it is transcending America. Like we were about to do our thing, go into spring and summer, and look at how short of a period of time that we have freaking snitch lines, and it's all shut down. 
Well, I'll tell you how I, I, I'm, I, yes, I'm surprised, but I had an, an, an example of this happen to me when I was at USC in 1992 in, in down in South Central Los Angeles when the Rodney King riots broke out. So I do actually have a little bit of context in that one day everything was fine. The next day, everything was on fire and it happened real fast. Now this didn't happen quite as fast as the, the Rodney King situation, but that woke me up to the reality that there's this normalcy bias that like, just because yesterday was normal that, and today is normal that you just make this yeah. assumption that tomorrow will be, and it probably will be right. In most cases, it's probably going to be fine, but man, I think we're all getting a crash course on how, how this society that we think is so solid is really kind of built on a foundation of quicksand and that it doesn't take too much for it to come down. Now I know that the, yeah. uh, financial system is a house of cards. It has been, sure. I worked in Las Vegas real estate for a long, long time, still do went through the boom and the bust. I saw how that can come apart with, you know, some bad decision-making and some greed happening. Vietnam in war, Vietnam war bankrupted us. And we had to go for away from Nixon had to take us off the gold standard and go to the petrodollar. Right. Yep. Yep. It, so we, so we see that the financial system is, is, you know, flimsy at best, but we, we kind of figured that our society was a little bit more stable, but it's been exposed. I mean, we've been, we've now come yes. to understand that, um, we can be made to do things against our best interest if enough people tell us that we have to, um, and if there's enough fear being pumped out by the news and media. That's, and I that... swear to God, I think that the mainstream corporate news media, if given the choice and you gave them sodium pentothal and they had to tell <laughs> you the truth, they would admit that they would prefer to have a school shooting once a week. They love it. Great for radio. I mean, it's, they, they would the they would love to just like intervene as fucking Nancy Grace's blood. No, absolutely. Of but that's course. that's that's been you know yeah. Operation Mockingbird. They've been controlling that narrative forever. Yeah, and we we've got this new fear factory uh, on the you know uh, on the mainstream media, and hopefully, I mean, most people listening to this have a brain and they've turned that shit. I off, wouldn't even say it's there's... new, bro. I mean, even that Cold War shit. I mean, it was just all kind of manufactured. <laughs> You know what I mean? Get, a, get under your desk so that the nuclear That's, bomb we, we doesn't We just kill talked you. about that on the show the other night. The duck and cover. It, it was. It's. It's been fear based all not all along, but I mean, it's always this Pepsi. You know, Pepsi Coke. Which one are you at? And I get it. There's some fucked up governments out there and shit. But it's like, wow, the mind fuck that they do to just keep us constantly fearful. And this one is just. It freaks me out because. I don't even know. With 9-11 and some of the other ones, it's more of an ideological thing. Yeah, we kind of disagree, but we can still go out the bar and fucking argue about it. They done collapsed it up fucking globe. The globe. The globe. Yeah. Off of this. And I don't know. It, it just, just makes no fucking sense to me. And they're the level of... And I don't want this. We've talked about it. And what's your job? This is just almost like a natural reaction to something like this, the pushback that we're about to start seeing. And we've already seen it. I saw the, the Texas standoff with a guy who opened his bar and he had a standoff with the SWAT team. I'm not necessarily advocating that, but they can't, the woman who opened her salon, um, the guy who opened his tattoo parlor, I think is New Mexico, fined 60 some thousand dollars in Massachusetts, they're finding people, and I could be wrong about this. Hook me up. Let me know if I heard this erroneously. $300 for not wearing a mask in Massachusetts. But I think they're going to slowly start instilling that kind of, uh, like we talked about, social credit. There's no real 
what are you arresting me for? Arresting me for in the park? Like, where's this law that says I can't be in a park? Like, help me. Let me know what law I'm violating. You know, a trespassing law in a in a public I, park. Right, right. No, I just think the second time around because they've already planted the seed for you know on CNN and MSNBC and everybody else that you know this is going to come back. Yeah, we know that we know that pandemics take a couple passes. At um, you know it's it's uh, headed you know into Brazil and stuff like that. It's their winter time over there fall winter time and and so they're they're dealing with it a little more down on the southern hemisphere now and then it'll return in the fall and winter here um uh, i believe the spanish flu its second pass out of three was the most severe but but the point is is um they're going to try and lock us down again they're you know cuomo's already planted the seed that they're not going to open schools that we need to go to back to just homeschooling or you know the the bill gates uh, version of of computer data gathering out of the people's houses where, where, where they give them. you the computers and they still they spy oh, on yeah, you through the dude, cameras and, yeah and i've been suspicious of it since they did it with my kids it's it's the data. story stories were out almost almost 20 years ago 15 20 years ago about certain inner city schools that were handing out kids free laptops but they were they got caught spying on those kids but you know that's yeah, almost what we're looking yeah. at but you're right champ that's what they're going for yeah so that's you know that's that's what concerns me and you know, at some point, though, the second time around, if they try and lock America down, I w- I'm interested to see how many Americans do it, uh, because I, I'm thinking that, look, we've experienced this once, and America, for the most part, has been very compliant. The second time around, it's not going to be that way. And, you know, I'm seeing a lot of a lot of talk from I've had I've had uh, conversations with politicians privately and a lot of law enforcement. And they're like. Uh, we're riding a real fine line here, man, because uh, doing this again and, and violating people's rights and trying to and trying to put the screws down tighter on people um, the second time around is is going to cause a massive backlash, massive backlash. Pat, I think you're absolutely right on this because this we are at a fork in the road here, and how we respond to this is going to dictate how our country turns out. If the if it comes around in a second wave and everyone just gets back in their home and it, and just complies with, with these orders mm. against their will, but they just do it, then we, we may, we may be lost here. Right. But may, I hope, <laughs> right. I hope I know. that people stand up for this. I mean, there's a lot, one of the things that we do know about whether it's this virus or just anything in general, when it comes to the government, their best strategy that they use against us is to divide and conquer. Now, if, if we're still fighting with each other about you should wear a mask. I don't want to wear a mask. You should stay in your home. I don't want to stay in my home. If we're fighting about that, then we're still divided and we're no threat to them. But if everybody wakes up to this scam and, and comes out at once and says, hang on a second, we now all understand what's really going on here. Yeah. And we stand up against it. They can't do anything to us. You know, the, the yeah. people that are, you know, the, the cops that are writing a ticket for one person on, you know, for being on the beach I watched the video where they're they're trying to take this person, put him in handcuffs. Well, then 40 people just ran out on the beach, and then the cops are like, they just backed off because what can they do? And there's 40 people there. And exactly. yeah, and ultimately you're gonna yeah. And I man, I, I'm trying to find. I think I sent the video to you, Pat. If I haven't, I, I need to. I, I want to find this gentleman. He served in special forces in the military. Is now a cop here, and he just basically understands just the just the basic elementary thing of what we're talking about, man. And he was just like, dude, we're we're literally out here enforcing unconstitutional, illegal orders. He's like, yeah. I'm not gonna fucking do this. And a lot of these people aren't going to continue to do it. 
And um, yeah, there's going to be, you know, like, like he said in the video, man, at the more of this stuff gets imposed, increases that gap between law enforcement, which already has a problem sometimes with certain public areas or, you know, public or, you know, societies or whatever. And then it's it's just all bad. dude. It's just all bad. The more they start, you know, arresting wives at freaking uh, parks or, you know, the, the, the woman, it was so crazy. Dude. Salons. Her, so, yeah, she was like, do you know what? I'm been, I've been doing it. I'm six weeks in. I got I got kids. I got to pay my fucking bills. And she gets arrested. And then, yeah. you know, apparently they drop the charges or whatever. But this is going to slowly keep going, unfortunately, because some of these people and I, I can just simply say, man, look at the fucking Nuremberg laws. And, the, you know, I was just following orders. So everyone has to yeah. really, 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 especially now, make that choice, man, of what exactly side are you on? Because the slippery slope of just like going down that level of tyranny, by God, dude, will be, like I said a couple shows ago, we'll be like, our, our grandkids will be like, remember that thing they talked about, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness? Wow, wasn't that crazy? You know, they'll look at it as like a foregone, con- you know, not a foregone conclusion, but like just something. And then one of them will have to stand in front of a tank in front of, you know, something named other than Tiananmen Square. Yeah. The choices the have to police, be made. Hard choices. The police man. need to be careful about this. What they're what the police are doing in this situation is very dangerous, and they are they are putting themselves in a position where they are about to be hated by the public, and that's a dangerous place because I know that when the pe- the police take their uniforms off, they're just you know they're. they're I think just this normal is by people. design. This is by design by the elites. Yeah. Well, those police better remember one thing. They're one bounced paycheck away from switching sides. OK, so you you might think that you're you've got yeah. this great job and everything. But, uh, you know, when when Hitler, since we take this back to World War Two again, right, who was doing the rounding up early on the brown shirts and what happened? Hitler was growing a parallel organization that he didn't tell them about the SS. And what did the yeah. SS do? They slaughtered the brown shirts once it got to the point Ooh. once they were no longer necessary. So right. you. You people in the police force right now that think you're doing the right thing and you think you're 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 Damn. just following orders and everything, be very careful because the government that you work for will turn on you because that's what they do. They have no loyalty mm. loyalty to you. They don't give a flying fuck about you. They will sell you out in a second to accomplish their goals. So don't get so married. The night to, of the long knives, if I if I'm yeah. correct, the night of the long knives. Yeah, yeah, and it's what I've said. It's what I've said for a long time. Is that what these liberals don't understand? And I'm not making fun of liberals i'm not poking that wouldn't uh, I'm be just like telling, you pat that's not I, your thing I'm, <laughs> Come on. i'm just saying that those who are not for the constitution that are for free things that are for open borders that are for uh you know just uh everybody gets you know the same amount and let's all wear gray shirts and gray pants and and cut our hair the same way and every, we're all equal we're all equal in life and this and that anybody that thinks that way I can tell you this, that once once the goal is accomplished in a socialist or communist setting, you are now just as, if not more expendable than I am and easier to ex- get rid of because you're, you've conformed for so long that you have no self-defense mechanisms. You have no fight or flight mechanism. You have mm. no common sense whatsoever. You have just simply followed orders like a robot and watched the TV and have it tell you what to think, what to do. And everything else. So all, all my liberal friends out there better wake the fuck up because uh, you are serving a great purpose for a, a very, very evil plan. That's all there is to it. I mean, brother. Straight up. 
That's real talk right there, Charlie. Yeah, we we yeah. If if you're in that 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 left leaning category um, and you want free everything, just remember there's a there's a price for, for that. It's nothing's free. You pay you pay for it in one way or another. And what we're experiencing right now is um, is is mob. It's psychopathic rule. It's rule. I I think I you know I wonder about this, and I hope that I'm right about this, but I wonder if they are in a situation where they overplay their hand and wind up having the exact opposite effect of what they intended. Now, I know 9-11 was a big deal. It woke a lot of people up. It didn't happen for most people like me. 9-11 woke me up, but it didn't happen on the morning of September 11th, 2001. Right, right. Took took a couple years. You examine the history and you look back and you go, oh, something about this doesn't seem right. This event that we're living through, if we get three or four years from now, I think it may have the same impact with a lot of people to wake up a new generation of people that go, you doubt. know, that whole thing that we went through a couple of years ago, that was bullshit, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. Oh my God, I just figured it out. So this may backfire on them. Um, and it seems to me, you know, as a Vegas guy <laughs> for a long, long time, it seems to me that they are all in on this. And I don't know that this will be the first, and I think this is the first wave of many, but but using this virus as a form of control for the population it appears to me that they are all in on the authoritarian rule and we're going to see where this how this plays out because it may have the exact opposite effect for them or we may just all grab our ankles and take it and just say okay yes we'll do whatever the daddy state tells us to do because we're we're mindless sheep that just follow orders well, and i, and, and, and I think there's like, a lot of there's a lot of uh, i think they do definitely within their metrics anticipate a lot of blowback and i think there's uh, uh, i'm sorry pat were you going to say something bro no, go ahead. I'll, I'll save it. Well, no, I was just going to move it into um, asking what your thoughts are on this, you know, next 10, 20, 30 years, the lights in the sky, the UFOs supposedly that the Navy has disclosed. Are we looking at like a soft disclosure? Uh, Pat, you sent me something today. I'm just seeing people are even sending the, the, the show just so much stuff about stuff that's being seen in the sky. What are your thoughts on that kind of? As we look into maybe like the next phase of things, the technocracy, et cetera, the the space force. I mean, that's literally another branch of the military. And then we're seeing we're almost inundated with all these asteroids that were about to come close and spaceships, et cetera. Et cetera. What are your thoughts thoughts on that, man? Before we let my you thoughts are that I, it reminds me of that the the video that Carol Rawson did uh, years ago, who was Werner von Braun's right hand woman, talking about how he said that there's several phases to this and it will end with the fake alien invasion. And yeah. that sounds crazy back in the whatever seventies or whenever he said this, but, right. but I mean, if we're being objective about things and we look at what we've got with these, these massive satellites that they're talking about putting up, we've got that X 37 B thing that looks like a mini space shuttle that was circling the earth for like three years and nobody knew what it was doing. We know what DARPA they're up to no good. We've got NASA. Nobody can trust NASA. All these things. What do I think they're planning? I think they're planning to lock down the planet. Mm. I think they are planning to geofence this entire planet yeah. and make it so that we can't do anything without their say. So I, I know that sounds like an ambitious. Task. No, no, no. I'm bro. I'm it with is. you. And I've said even before, again, before the Corona happened, they, have to part of it they have to get rid of a shit ton of us to lock in this they have to get rid of the old to bring in the new and a lot of that has to do with the human populace they have to get rid of a certain level of the human populace and then hurt us all into according to gen 21 etc these mega cities 
you know, where they look at urban development, self-sufficiency, they frown upon that. Thoughts? Concern? Dangerous? Yeah, slightly. You know, no seeds. You know, you can't buy seeds. Like, what? That, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I haven't talked about that before on any shows. But that is something that to me was huge red flags when I saw that. Yeah. You can't sell essential. Th- I mean, you have to you can only buy essential things, but you can't buy certain other things. And seeds was one of them. I went, yeah. OK, hang on a second. Why are you doing that? That is that has nothing to do with virus or our safety or anything. That right there is a sign that they have something up their sleeve. Well, even before that, they had, I believe they're called Terminator seeds, where you would get like yep. tomato seeds with tomato, you know, you would grow a tomato plant with no seeds to grow more tomatoes. So they had genetically modified it to the point where, and I don't, I definitely just don't want to mess with any genetically modified stuff, but it's like they're, they're, they're making it impossible to be self-sufficient. Think about this too, in conjunction with that Terminator seed uh, that you're talking about. Yeah. Who is one of the largest shareholders of Monsanto and Syngenta? Hmm. Bill Gates. I was going to say. Bill, who owns, who financed the Svarsvard seed vault in Norway? Bill Gates. Who did so you say? What, what company did you say? No, what company did you say? What's that? What con- company did you say right before that? Um, Bill Gates is one of the largest invest- investors in Monsanto and Syngenta. So, Those okay. are the synthetic food, GMO crop, GMO seed manufacturers. Gotcha. Um, then he, he financed the Svarsbard uh, seed vault in Norway, which holds millions and millions of different seeds and a the hundred, seed thousands vault. of I haven't heard that term in a while. The seed vault. Yeah, yeah I've been a long vault. time. We forget about that. But who financed that? Who has the ownership to that? Bill Gates does. So think about if you want to really take, you know, a step back and look at the big picture of what's going on here. You've got Bill Gates involved with Monsanto, which makes fake seeds, GMO seeds for fake food. Then you've got him simultaneously buying the facility to store all the real seeds in case they need them in the future. Which in the Arctic Circle, make. apparently. <laughs> so if you think about it, like it looks like there's a depopulation agenda happening on a, on a variety of fronts, one of which being the food. And you talk, and so it, they can they can do it a couple ways. They can starve us out, or they can just feed us GMO foods and keep the real foods for the you know for for somebody else. Or for, or for, or, for or or give you the vaccinations, which possibly can uh, contain specific uh, g- uh, genetic. Uh, what 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 would uh, Dion Deliana call it? Uh, genetic specific genetic specific bioweapons that are taking out yes. people. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I hate to like. No. Not I, to- I, I, I mean, like I'm, I, I'm on a fine line here between not wanting to scare the shit out of everybody, but at the same time, kind of. Oh, that I was taking of- care of last night. Trust me. Well, yeah, no, our <laughs> audience is already there. But I mean, to, again, bro. if people could just do that homework, I mean, it, it, man, it's it's an ancient technology or an ancient mechanism of, of siege warfare, and they're just kind of doing that slowly with us, man. It's going to be a slow roll. But yeah, they're going to deprive us of being able to grow stuff and collect rainwater and do. And it's been over the course of years. And I have to tell you, bro, Pat, I think you said it, man, weeks ago. Not a fire, not a shot has been fired. And the world has been turned completely upside down. Yeah, it's crazy. Don't, well, my, my theory there, sorry, and I'll just give you my theory and you can either agree or disagree. But China owns so much of the United States and so much of its debt 
that why would you blow up and destroy something, the infrastructure of something that you already own, technically? Yeah, true. Mm. Yeah. That's why the right. warfare we talked about. And please give me your thoughts on this, bro. The warfare we see now, like we talked about last night with uh, Mr. Bishop Guiders, and just generally speaking, conventional war of bombs and just like decimating infrastructure, it doesn't play anymore. Asymmetric warfare or nonlinear warfare, whatever you want to call it, that's the order of the day, whether it's covert ops, you know, covert ops and you know biological stuff or just things that just don't involve full-on decimating you know, terra firma. Yeah, we have to look at some of the signs of that they've been planning this for a long, long time. We all know about the Georgia Guidestones, you yeah. know, we do talk about that. You've got all these globalist maniacs talking about depopulation. Um, there's a there's a push towards that. And Deagle, I don't know if you're familiar with Deagle.com. They have a it's a website that they they track uh governmental country statistics to help determine whether or not uh, governments should buy or manufacture more military hardware, this or that. And if you go to their website, they, they show, you know, where their projections are for populations for countries over the next 10 years. And the population that they have for the United States was 99 million. <laughs> and we're, we're quite well, a bit higher than that. I think 261 million need to be exterminated. Yeah. So now maybe that site isn't right. You know, you know, I'm not trying to say that that's the, you know, holy grail of, of, of this or anything. It might just be. Well, they, they at least took the first pass on this one. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if there's one thing we know about these, I think, okay, at its core, I think what people should, should really come to know is that the government hates them and sees them as a problem. They feel like if, if it wasn't for all these people, yes. we could do our job so much easier, you know? So they want most of us gone. And there's evidence of this everywhere. Not to, not just the way they talk about us with Henry Kissinger talking about useless eaters and, and, and things like that. But look at their programs that they put forth. The only way that some of these programs make any sense is if you change your lens and think, what would I do if I was trying to depopulate the world? And then you go, oh, well, I do all these things. This makes sense. You know, people go, oh, the world is so crazy. Everything is so backwards and broken. No, no, no. The world is working exactly the way they designed yes, it to work. Yes, Chestnut it checkers, baby. It is broken by design. Yes. I and just waking up to this. Yeah, and people are. And, and honestly, I mean, you can't ever have, you know, the yin without the yang. You're always going to have that certain contingent that just don't get it. And you can't necessarily waste too much time making people get it. But without a doubt, man, the plan is in place, dude. Again, study time is over. This is the test. But there is good news. There's good news. There's a lot of us waking up to this. There's a lot of us talking about this. And we outnumber them vastly. So if we all collectively decide that this shit ends, we can end it. We can, we can, but we have to remember that we have power. We have to remember that collectively we are much stronger than they are. And we have to be willing and able to, uh, to not comply with their unjust laws and orders. If they tell you to do something that is illegal or, you know, it goes against your, the way you feel about things. Just remember, there's always an option. Do not comply. Right. Just say, I'm not participating. And, and that's what, that's what we've talked wear about, a man. Mask, Home. Wearing a mask. Fuck yeah, dude. And well, and here's the thing. The only way this goes down is we No, I'm just saying. The only, you were just illuminated on the same thing that we've all been talking about. The only way it can go down is if we participate in it. 
Right, right. Well, if they sit there and they get you a loan, you know, when I go to get my driver's license renewed, which, by the way, has to have a gold star now on the top corner of it uh, for security purposes to get on an airplane, I'm not quite sure what I have to, what hoops I have to jump to to get that gold pretty star from history uh, uh, roughly around uh, the late 30s into the early 40s in uh, Nazi Germany. Uh, quite quite interesting that they chose a gold star. But, um, you know, that's the thing is uh, when we're all alone and they say, well, if you don't do this and you don't get a vaccine, uh, you're not going to be able to get on an airplane. You're not going to be able to make a living. You're not going to be able to go to work. You're not going to be able to uh, – your kids aren't going to be able to school. And they pin these innocent people in the corner – they're really not going to know, I don't know, how to return fire on that one unless they've been armed with the Constitution and say, you know what, I talked to all my neighbors and they're not doing it either. Yeah. yeah. It's well, the it, only way yeah, the, this the, works. The Bill Gates it's, going it's, on. And, I'm sorry, go ahead. Bro. It's the only way this is going to work. Like you said, that, that, that everybody gets together and makes a collective decision. And I know that's impossible to do, but, but in theory, you know, we all, enough of us get together and just say, we we refuse to participate in this anymore. This is not this is not something that we feel is is important. This is not something we feel is legal or or relevant or or good for my health. And at some point, you're going to stop. I mean, I had a speaking of the vaccines. I mean, we had an inc incident with a doctor when my daughter was like one. We were moved to a new area, interviewed some pedi pediatricians, not knowing who to go to, but. First guy we went to, he said, hey, how are we doing on the vaccines? I go, well, we're on a delayed schedule, which means we're not doing it. But I, he goes, he goes, what's what's the matter? You, you don't trust the government? And I <laughs> honestly thought he was kidding. So I kind of laughed out loud and I go uh, and then I realized he was serious. And I go, uh, no, I don't. And he goes, OK, well, now I know what I'm working with. And he oh, grabs his file shit. and just starts writing it in. I go, OK, we're out of here. So this it'll be scary. I mean, this, this like you talked the, about. Hey, if you you want to get on an airplane, you want to get you want to get your job, you want to go, you have your kids go to school. They've got to do X, Y, and Z in order to do. We're going to be up against it. This is not going to be some easy fight. This is going to require people to really have convictions about these sorts of things and to be firm and say, under no circumstances am I doing this. And then maybe we'll start to see things. Remember, they'll push you as far as they can push you. Until you push back. And you back. see it happening, man. We see it happening everywhere from, you know, all these people just trying to open their business just to stay alive and they're being arrested for it. That's that's not going to be able to play for very long here in the old U.S. of A. that I was born and raised in. No. It, no. And, and, and I hope. Uh, and, and we have the ability. We have, the, at, like, at this crossroads right here, we have the ability to change our society, change the things that we don't like about it because they are they are all in. And so we better hmm. we better have a, a, a royal flush. <laughs> you know what I mean? We better th throw those cards down right now, not five years from now, no. not a yeah. not 2030 when it's too late. Yeah, that's, now. that's what I'm saying, dude. All this crazy conspiracy theory has been talking about it for however long. Your boy David Icke, my God, I've been a fan of him forever. Oh. We had him on the show last, last year, and if he could do anything to help us get him back on, that'd be great. But, I mean, heart and head makes a soft ass, dude. It's not like anybody's splitting the atom. The story, I mean... It, it's been out there for a long time. The plans, even they have said it themselves what they're planning to do. Even as recently as your, like your event, um, 201, Fauci. Yep. I mean, it's just, it's all bad for business, man. And the only way this can keep going is if we participate in it. And we just got to stop. Just got to stop. There's that great meme that a lot of people have seen where it's like a plank of wood. 
that's extending off over a cliff. And there's a politician on one ha- on one side with a podium standing there talking to everybody else. And then there's a group of people standing on the other side of the plank on the on the cliff itself. And it says, if everybody walks away, you know, I mean, they actually it doesn't even say anything. You just get the message that if everybody st- stepped off that plank of wood, the politician goes right off the edge of the cliff. So we have to remember that they, they are we are allowing this to happen too, to a certain extent. And it's our acquiescence is going to be a problem. And most of it comes from us just being good people that want to follow rules. We're not looking to hurt anybody. And the government and the media come out and tell us, Hey, listen, you've got to do this in order to, you know, for the safety of everybody else. And as good people, we, we fall in, we fall for that because we're suckers. And well, we don't want to hurt each other. We're suckers. I mean, yeah, we've been engineered to be nice people, man. But again, just as, Businesses cannot flourish unless we participate in it. And we're looking at it now. They're all collapsing. Imagine if we flip the script. The only way their plan can go down is if we participate in it. So it's the same script, man. Just as me, just as much as we want these businesses to to flourish, and we we all need to do our part to participate. Local businesses, etc., keep this economy going. The only way this horrendous, horrific plan that the globalists have laid out for so many years can go down is if we participate in it. So like Pat, you've said many times, man, stop thinking so, you know, small. Yeah, we, so we, we all need to maybe have some inconveniences to help determine this larger plan and world that we're trying to leave for our I, children and our grandchildren. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because this is where Trump enters. Now, Trump gave the governor's the right to decide what they did with their citizens. And now this is the only angle besides, mind you, um, and Jeffrey, you could you could laugh, but um, now we're back on Q because Flynn was found innocent. And Q had predicted this. Am I correct? I don't remember what Q pred- or yeah, what he, he predicted. He had or... predicted it. He said he predicted he predicted Q would uh, but again, Flynn, but again, and, and, found, I, and I will innocent. only counter with that, please, again, don't let any cosmetic seemingly victories sure, sure. belie some larger underpinning sure, nefarious absolutely. shit we could easily get caught in that and we all a lot that of people have mind. that entered my mind right away that no that's, my all, mind right. Right that's away. all right but what i'm saying is is trump allowing the governors to make their own decisions and treat their citizens accordingly and as Tenth you can Amendment. see new york uh new jersey illinois uh, california california being one of the worst where in you know my god uh, uh which county is it ventura ventura County, oh, yeah. they they are going uh, to people's houses um, where people have tested positive for COVID, and removing these individuals. I'm glad you just said that because I saw a video and tonight of the guy. Yes, yes. This is where uh, this is all I'm saying, dude. This is all I'm saying is that this is where Trump allows them to expose themselves. And I look, um, evil genius, whatever it is. But I'm just saying, this is waking up the rest of the nation and pissing everybody off. I, I, that's, so, the, yeah, I, so that's all I'm saying. Where yeah, Trump might be a white hat still, bro. I'm just saying you don't you don't decimate what he, what has been decimated just to prove a point. You could, as a president of the United States, you could do that so much more uh, efficiently, efficiently, economically, and without doing. They just got another three trillion, bro. Stop it, stop it with that. But no, I've, I mean, it's. I'm with you, Charlie. Listen. You um, are one of those people who need to continue. We all need to just continue to do what we're doing as far as attempting to sound that fucking horn of Gundor because as much as I think things aren't going to go as bad as they are, 
I have a bad, serious, serious underpinning feeling that things are going to get freaking pretty gnarly. And uh, give me your final thoughts where we can find you on the old Facebook or any kind of social networking, wherever you are. Ladies and gentlemen, the octopus of global control. He's the author of as well as the podcast that you're about to drop right now. Where can we find yeah, you? Yeah, well, you can. The podcast is called Macro Aggressions. It's uh, available on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify and iHeartRadio and all those good places. The video version of it is available on YouTube, but also on David Icke's uh, video platform called Iconic, along with a bunch of other shows. Some really great people that are doing uh, doing interesting work there. So if you're one of those geeks like me that's into you know, I mean, if you're listening to this show, you're into the same stuff I'm into. Uh, <laughs> check out Iconic. You can subs- you can get a free seven day trial there and 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 see see what you think. See if you like uh, uh, the content that they're producing there. It's pretty pretty remarkable. David Ike, who was just if, deplatformed from Facebook and YouTube. Yep. yep. It's um, and what does that tell you, really? I mean, when when you're you're taking you're going to take the most flack when you're right over the target, right? So Precisely. so guys like David Ike. Um, you know, and, and, and people can say what they will about him. He's, he's a good person who's looking out for, he, he wants to wake people up to this insanity. He's not, you know, nobody's getting rich in the alternative media doing these things, right? Writing books and having a podcast and everything. I mean, it's, this is, this is what you do when you're passionate about it. When you, when you feel like you're called to this sort of stuff. I mean, you, 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 you do these things, but you're nobody, you know, if I want to make money, I go to work on wall street or something like that, but that's an empty hollow life. And I don't, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in writing about these things and talking about these important topics because you know, when I, it, it gave me an understanding of this world that I'm living in and I'm, I'm spending my life trying to figure out how it all mm-hmm. works. And I don't pretend to think that I'm going to ever figure out how it all works, but I'm at least going to try asking to, the questions just to see how it works. And I'm going to question the establishment and I'm going to question the, the, the mainstream media narrative. And I'm going to call those guys a bunch of names and everything like that. But at my core, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way. I just want this to be a better world. I just want yeah. it to everything. I want the maniacs that are running it to be out of out of here because we can do a much better job with this. And I think that we're we're living through a dangerous time. But man, is it fascinating to be alive? And the mm. fact that you guys are documenting the, documenting this in your shows every night um, is really important because we're going to look back on this you know, five, 10 years from now, and we're going to see, you know, where we were, are we, were we close? Were we right? Were we totally off base? Were we underselling this? Were we overselling it? I don't know. But, but the, the, the awareness of what we're going through, um, I think it's important to spread this information to as many people as you can to wake them up because you never know who's going to write the next great book or who's going to start the next amazing podcast. And uh, it or might run just be... or run for political office. You, know, you never kid, know, dude. Somebody I... who's a little kid right now witnessing this who runs for for office saying, man, I can't believe the way I was. They abuse I was always I was always a big Tupac Amaru fan, dude. And he said in an interview one time, he's like, I may not change the world, but I may plant the seed that will change the world. And, you know, I would never want to assume that we could change necessarily the world with this. But, yeah, any of those seeds that you could plant of people like, whoa, wait, what? Even today, like, Pat, like you were saying, the conversation we had last night with Larry Guiders, I mean, hit with messages all day. It was a three-hour podcast. We were like, whoa, wait, what do you say? Like, it was, it just spreads, man. And it's one of those things that's like each one teach one. Charlie, that's I why. Have, it's- uh, I, I Go ahead. Keep going. I have something to add. Somebody, I did a Zoom 
call with somebody from the Philippines, a friend of mine from the Philippines today, and he was listening to it, and he called me. So go ahead. No, I just, Charlie, every one of us, man, I mean, honestly, your book, The Octopus of Global Control, your podcast, every bit we could do to just, I mean, honestly, again, me personally, I'm not necessarily saying I'm right about everything or I'm trying to necessarily change the world. I have considerations with suggest certain things, and I love getting in front of this microphone and talking to people I love and people who might share the same ideas, and that ripple effect is what it is. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to proselytize and pump anything down the throat, but the truth is what it is, and uh, it, it, it tastes sweet when you get it, and people uh, have a have a hankering for it, and we're seeing it, man. It's um, these mediums, it's the podcast, etc. It's starting to wake people up, man. It's it's doing what it do, and I love it, and I appreciate you for coming on tonight. Any final yeah. stuff, uh, closing comments? Well, I know what it's like to have a three-hour conversation with Bishop Larry Gators. That's the only kind of conversation you can have. You know, they go on. yeah, I know. <laughs> they go on and on and on, and I love I love him. He's great. And uh, <laughs> no, I, I I'll end it with this. I'll just say that. We're in a really bad situation right now, but it's not over. You know, there's still more time left in this game and we can turn it around, but we've got to get organized. We've got to be aware. We've got to not be afraid to stand up for what we believe in. It's very important that we, we, we show a little backbone here and, and not be so concerned about what our friends and family might, might think, get them on board with you, explain these things to them, explain, you know, get them thinking about things a little differently, ask them questions, have them dig into, you know, who do you think these people are that are telling us what we have to do? Have we ever explored who they really are? You know, maybe, maybe look into that and do your own research. You can't tell somebody what to do. I found that that doesn't work very well, but you can ask questions to people and get them to start thinking about it themselves. And they might come to the same, uh, the same conclusions that you come to, or they may come up with some new ideas that you've never even thought about, but, but telling people how it is and jamming it down their throat, that's the wrong strategy. It just doesn't work. But that's left, right. That's the left, right game, man. Yeah. And they, yeah, they, they, they rely a lot on it. But no, again, it's, this is one of those things like what we're doing is, is resonating with people, man. Like everyone might have a different message or a uh, different aspect of the message of awakening, but it's it's hitting people, man. And it's happening. It's definitely. And hey, I'm, I'm glad and honored to be on the farm. It's good. I've been listening to you guys for a long, long time. I so, appreciate uh, you, brother. And you. you're coming back, man. Like I said, we're going to be uh, checking in with everybody here in a few weeks. Anytime. Yeah. And I'm glad you were able to come back on after our swap cast with uh, Mr. Ricky Verendes. The uh, Ripple yeah. Effect and Patrick J. Love you, brother. Always appreciate your time, my friend. Charlie, peace and so much love, my friend. Godspeed. Thank you for having me. And everyone, you, everybody. friends, family, farmers, peace and so much love. Stay safe, stay safe, stay well, and uh, peace and so much love.